Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Bonus Points Podcast. I'm once again joined by Alan Farrow. Hello, guys. On today's episode, we'll discuss how we fared in the unusually long game week, look ahead to a shortened fixture schedule, and of course, how we fared in our five-a-side teams. As always, let's begin by reflecting on the weekend results and what it means for the league table. Manchester City beat Aston Villa 2-1 in a thrilling encounter and moved to within eight points of securing the title. John McGinn gave Villa the lead inside 20 seconds, but goals from Phil Foden and Rodri before half-time was enough for all three points. Two late goals from Mason Greenwood and Edinson Cavani gave Manchester United victory against Lancashire neighbours Burley at Old Trafford. The Reds won 3-1. Leicester City returned to winning ways by securing a 3-0 win against relegation-threatened West Brom thanks to goals from Johnny Evans, Jamie Vardy and the informed Kelechi Iheanacho. Tottenham Hotspur drew 1-1 away at Everton and what proved to be Jose Mourinho's last game as manager before beating Southampton 2-1 on Wednesday evening. Newcastle United all but ensured their place in the Premier League as they defeated high-flying West Ham 3-2 at St James's Park. Joe Willett came off the bench to score a late winner. Sheffield United's relegation to the Championship was confirmed. The Blades lost 1-0 to Wolves at Molyneux after William Jose netted his first goal for Nuno's side. Elsewhere, Arsenal scored a 97th-minute equaliser against Fulham to draw 1-0. Chelsea and Brighton ended goalless. Leeds United's spirited second-half fight back and the more draw at home to Liverpool. So, Alan, how did you find a rather eventful game week? Yeah, so it wasn't the best. I scored 55 points, but I also took a minus four hit. So then that ended up being 51 altogether, which was a red arrow down to 30k. Yeah, which isn't which isn't great. I captain Kane. Obviously, he hauled, but everyone else had him captain. So it didn't really make too much of a difference. Him aside, Fafana... Son and Ihenacho were my only returners. Um, and I had Stones, who got a very helpful minus two. And also, annoyingly, Robert Sanchez on my bench, the Brighton goalkeeper, scored nine points compared to Edison, who I started, who scored two. But I can't really be too annoyed about that because I was like, against Chelsea, I was probably never going to start Sanchez, especially when Edison had Aston Villa without a Grealish, without Grealish, who, you know, they, they don't score too much without him, do they, recently? And interestingly, I saw that I saw a tweet from it was from Brendan Rogers' press conference. Fafana was subbed off at sixty minutes because he's fasting. I didn't realise he was Muslim, so that was the reason why um, uh. he was taken off. Which is good to hear because that means yeah, he'll definitely start next game week. It seems so. Yeah, that was it. N- nothing too special. Not the worst, but also not the best. Obviously, yeah, a red arrow. But is what it is. How was your game week, Philby? Yeah, so I got fifty-six points in total. Obviously, just above the average. Got a rare green arrow. I think it's like my second or third in the last like nine game weeks. Obviously, these points were largely helped by Kane and Son. They netted 36 of my 56 points, which was pretty one-sided. <laughs> and then, I don't know, it was kind of frustrating because Mendy and Forster didn't play. So I obviously didn't have a keeper that scored any points. Bringing in Mendy really hasn't worked for whatever reason. Just rotation and Chelsea not managing to keep clean sheets, but I think I'm going to persevere with him. Uh, elsewhere for my team, Ruben Diaz scored two points. Obviously, Nancy conceded against Villa, and that was quite probably one of the games of the, of the, of the weekend, to be fair. And yeah. then John Stones got sent off, minus two, which was uh, annoying. Like I don't know what it is with Stones. He, he's looked a bit <laughs> dodgy recently, especially when he was on international duty with England, too. He made that error for the, the goal. And then like you, I bought in Fafana. He got six points, as you've just said. And then Connor Cody, which is probably like 
the most pleasing aspect of my game week. Like for once, I made a transfer and it, <laughs> yeah. and it, and it turned out okay. He got seven points. Um, but it was disappointing in the, in the midfield, really, other than Son. Socek, Salah and Fernandez failed to return. And Bamford blank. Yeah, again. But yeah, overall, I, I would take a 56-point haul. Uh, it, it makes a change, you know. I was, pres- I was presently surprised. But yeah, like looking ahead to this week's uh, fixtures, I've made another transfer. So I bought in Wolves defender Roman Saiz, and I think I'm going to captain uh, Mo Salah. Yeah, playing Newcastle. I also got the captaincy on Salah at the moment. Yeah, what are you thinking about this game week then? Yeah, so on paper, I really like it. Although, unfortunately, I do have 11 players with fixtures, but it looks like it's only going to be 10 players playing. As uh, earlier today, Bielsa said in his press conference that Rafinha hasn't been able to train, so yeah. it's unlikely he'll play. Um, so that takes me down to 10 players. But apparently Jota's out as well, I heard. So there's a few players that are high-owned players that will be out. Mm. So hopefully that means it's not too bad only fielding 10 players. I made one transfer. I brought in Dunk for Stones. The reason being was because of their nice fixture against Sheffield United. And then in game week 35, they have Wolves away, which I can see potentially another clean sheet. I'm playing five at the back at the moment, uh, or I have to play five at the back. And um, they all look very promising to keep clean sheets because I've got Fafana v Crystal Palace, Dunk v Sheffield United, Target v West Bromwich, L- Lotum v Wolves, and Azpilicueta v West Ham United. So mm-hmm. I can, I'm hoping for at least three clean sheets back there. And I've also got Sanchez in goal the Brighton goalkeeper so that's a double up yeah. of Brighton defence and yeah I, I'm hoping they keep a clean sheet against Sheffield United and I think basically this this game week relies on if you want to get a green arrow picking the right captain because for me it's between Salah Fernandez, and Ihenacho like I said I got on Salah at the moment and I think I'm going to keep it on Salah Ihenacho is a nice little differential but I don't think it's worth it necessarily and yeah so I think it just if you want to get a green arrow, you've got to hope that your defence does well and you pick the right captain. Yeah, I couldn't agree uh, more, to be honest, mate. Um, obviously, I, I got Salah captain, as I mentioned just previously, yeah. but I'm slightly worried because I don't have Son playing with no fixture. Likewise, yeah. Kane and then the City duo of Ruben Diaz and Gundogan. And then, obviously, I've made my one free transfer and I'm reluctant to take a minus four-point hit. So I'm just hoping M- Mendy's back in the squad. Because if he's not, I'm going to have no keeper playing again. And also, Nat Phillips is a doubt too. So I might only have eight players playing, which is uh, yeah, not, 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 not too pleasing. But um, yeah. it is what it is, really. Like I, I wouldn't have wild-carded even if I had it this week. It's just I'm kind of unfortunate with the players that I've picked and um, how the fixture list has fallen. I've also got Rian Brewster, which just shows how uh, bleak, bleak this game week is. I don't yeah. think he's completed 90 minutes consecutively this season. He, he's, um, but he's yeah, definitely going to score, isn't he, this game week, Rian Brewster? I, uh, if he breaks his 49 million game duck, I'll love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah. But, but yeah, other than that, my defence is pretty promising. So I've got, as I said, the Wolves duo side, Cody and Burnley. I, I, I'm hoping that'll be a clean sheet. And then Nat Phillips home to Newcastle. I'm sure that will be a clean sheet if he plays. Yeah. I'm hoping he does. And then Fafana against Palace. I mean, didn't know that he um, got stuffed off because he was fasting. I'm hoping he'll start the the, the game. But yeah, I, I don't see sense. why not. Yeah, yeah. So um, my defense is pretty pretty sound, just like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
just my my attacking option is not not too great this week. I've got Bamford at home to United. He's gone off the ball a lot recently, and then as yeah. I just mentioned, Rian Brewster. Um, but but <laughs> yeah, it's funny. just like winding down towards the end of the season now. I've kind of like, as I mentioned in previous episodes, just trying to focus on the mini leagues, and I don't yeah. care about the overall rank now, which I yeah, did fair enough. a few months ago. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I guess it's uh, not ideal only having eight players playing. Um, so, yeah. Also, I was going to ask you, how did you fare this week with your uh, five-a-side picks, Alan? Yeah, so I thought I did well until I saw your score. But uh, it was still a good score. I, so I had Shaw v Burnley. He got two points. Yeah, it's a bit annoying that. Because apart yep. from their goal, they didn't look too threatening Burnley. But Traore, he got an assist against Sheffield United, which was nice. So that was six points. Yota. Didn't really do much against Leeds, but he came off before Leeds scored, so that was three points. Kane got his two goals against Everton and then unfortunately got injured, so that was 12 points. And then Ihenacho scored once against West Brom, but he could have had like three if he was uh, more clinical. So that was six points and altogether that equaled 29 points. Not too bad at all. For me, this week, I had Rui Patricio, obviously, against yeah. United, so I got six points. Lingard scored again away to Newcastle, got seven. Hunmin Son, 12 points in two games, um, which was pretty pleasing, to be fair. And then, obviously, Lacazette was a bit disappointing at home to Fulham. I think he actually went off injured, if I remember right. Yeah, he did, yeah. And then Edinson Cavani scored in pretty much the last kick of the game home to Burnley. So I got 33 points. I'm on 92 points in total. Which, you know, for three weeks isn't actually that bad. I'm, I mean, no, I'm pretty decent, sure I, yeah. I'm doing better in this five-a-side <laughs> than I am yeah. in my actual fantasy team. Uh, yeah, it but, seems like Yeah, it. it's just, just disappointing. Um, so, yeah, like for this uh, upcoming fixtures, who, who have you decided to go for then? For my defender, I picked Dunk uh, against Sheffield United. Yeah, I just think he's going to keep a clean sheet and that was the same reason I brought him into my actual fantasy team. And then I've gone with a little bit of a punt with Greenwood versus Leeds. Greenwood's been on excellent form recently, but Leeds have, uh, over recent fixtures, they've kind of solidified their defence a little bit better mm. than usual. Yeah. I still see Man United picking them apart. I, I think it will be maybe a 3-1 win, something like that. Uh, so hopefully he joins in on the act. Then I've got Salah v Newcastle. Ihanacho versus Palace and then Watkins versus West Bromwich Albion the the first two were yeah safe picks and then Watkins is a bit of a punt but West Brom although recently apart from the Leicester fixture they've been a little bit better but against Leicester they were like atrocious pretty much and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leicester ran riot they could have easily been 5-0 up by half time yeah. So that was my reason for picking Watkins. And altogether, that came to 37.3 million. So I had a bit of money in the bank, but don't really need to spend yeah. it elsewhere. What yeah, I, to be honest, I, I do like those picks. Um, I, I was actually looking at Greenwood, to be fair, but I, I kind of let, let him, let him, let you pick him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I've gone with um, Emmy Martinez. Obviously, they've got West Brom at home. I'm hoping that'll be a clean sheet, but Villa just aren't the same team as what they were no, in the not, first half no. of the season. But, uh, if if it's the same West Brom that turned up against that turned up against uh, Leicester, then yeah. I see it being a clean sheet. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And then I've gone for Bruno Fernandez away at Leeds. I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with juggernaut. That. You can't yeah. go wrong with that. Can you? It doesn't even need explaining. No. And then Mount away at West Ham. The only problem with that is that um, obviously Chelsea have Champions League semi final yeah. in the week, so Tuchel might rotate in. But I've just gone with it anyway. Yeah, that's quite a nice punt um, there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and he, to be fair, he does seem to play 
start at least every single game under Tuchel. Yeah, yeah. No, no matter the fixture schedule. And then I've gone with um, Danny Welbeck, which is probably the most you know, what differential of the lot yeah. um, away at Sheffield United. I mean, Welbeck looked good in Brighton's last last outing. He he hit the post, I think. He, he's he's gradually getting back into form. You know, it, it just shows what a run in the team can do after all his injury problems. So yeah, I, I'm quite confident about that one. Sheffield United have just got an awful lot, mate. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I've gone with uh, Jamie Vardy, who's got at home. I mean, he's finally broke his gut on against uh, West Brom last night. So. He's, he's kind of like a, a form player, isn't he? Like at the start of the season, what do you get? Like eight goals in seven games. So I'm hoping yeah. he'll end the season on a good run too. So I don't think that's the, that's obviously not the most outrageous pick. No, no, um, I like that pick. But yeah, I'm, I'm quite confident about these picks to be fair. Um, but yeah, in total, it came to 39.9 million. Okay, just, nice. <laughs> just, just inside the um, yeah. allowed 40 million. Nice. Um, but yeah, um, I'm hoping for another good, hoping for another good week to be fair there. Yeah, just quickly on Vardy, because I... Last night I was checking who had the most assists in the Prem and I didn't realise this, but Vardy has eight assists, which makes him joint fifth in the league, which I thought was quite surprising. And yeah, because you wouldn't really think of Vardy as someone who uh, sets goals up, but this season, eight assists, joint fifth in the league, it's not bad at all. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess you're getting that from the official Prem website, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah, because obviously with fantasy football, they give assists different. But if you go to get go down and get a pen, you get an assist. Yeah, yeah. But on, on fantasy, he's got thirteen assists, which oh, is really? the joint wow. most. Yeah, oh, wow. the joint most with with Kane and uh, Bruno. So yeah, wow. I think um Vardy's had a lot of to be fair, sticking with the Vardy point. Yeah, he's had a lot of hate this season, hasn't he? Well, not maybe not hate, but he's yeah. gone off the ball yeah, because yeah, yeah. his start was so good. Yeah. But in reality, what he's got thirteen assists and is it? Thir- I think it's thirteen goals, isn't it? Um, I mean, no, it's not bad. Not bad at all. No. Yeah, that's really yeah, good. thirteen goals. That's twenty-six goal contribution. Yeah, he's, he's also the, the third highest for points out of all the forwards, just behind Bamford and Kane. He's only three points uh-huh. behind Bamford, and then Kane's just miles in front. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's um, that's quite startling to be fair, because I mean, a lot of people haven't had Vardy in their team this season. Yeah, he's got one hundred and sixty-one points. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, yeah, he's sixty-one. He always, I mean, with Vardy, like he's so disrespected. Not maybe, maybe not disrespected, but he's so underappreciated. I'd say, like, oh yeah, in yeah. my in my opinion, yeah, he's yeah. one of the best signings ever. Oh yeah, definitely, pre- definitely. Yeah. I know he wasn't signed when Leicester won the Premier. Yeah, yeah. Is it one million pound from Fleetwood? No, <laughs> just look what he's done. It's crazy. What a he's, player. Consistently, I'm just looking at his previous seasons. He's since moving to the Prem. He's always had over a hundred and uh, over a hundred and twenty points. Wow. Which is, yeah, pretty mad. In in the first season, in his first promotion, he had 12 assists, which is pretty crazy as well. He only scored five, yeah, five goals, but yeah. He's just, I love him. I love him. <laughs> it's good. In, in, in my opinion, it's good how Leicester have now found, although it took Ian Acho a long time to like kind of find form gap. Yeah. Shell, so to speak. It's good yeah, for yeah. Vardy that he's got someone else to do the goal scoring now. I mean, he's still lightning quick. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. And he's still he's still a, a goal threat. But I I don't know. I think this season from I've watched quite a lot of Leicester, and his finishing has been a bit suspect at times. Like, yeah, he's not has, as clinical yeah. as what he no, once was. Not. But yeah, I mean, to get thirteen goals and thirteen assists is pretty remarkable. To be fair, yeah. considering his age, what he's thirty? Is he thirty two now? I'm pretty I sure. He's he's, oh, I think he's thirty four. You know, Jesus. Wow. Google it. Let's have a look now, shall we? Yeah, he's 34. Yeah, 34. Wow. 
that's yeah. crazy to be fair yeah. that's insane he's still doing it at the highest level at third yeah level. yeah yeah wow that's fair and it, touching on Ihenacho quickly I re- yeah. when he was coming through at Man City I really liked him he was yeah he was scoring a lot of goals when he from very little uh, shot. So I'm pretty sure he was like scoring for like every other shot or something like that when he was. Yeah, he was. He had a crazy purple patch, didn't he? Yeah. He literally had like ten shots on target, scored <laughs> eight goals. Yeah. I, I remember that as well. Yeah, he um, was like dubbed to be City's Aguero replacement. Yeah, yeah. And I think, to be honest with you, I think they did sell him a bit too early. Yeah. But oh well, that's to Leicester's gain, isn't it? Although it did take him a while to fully get going. Yeah, the thing is, it was always going to take him a long time to get going at Leicester, though, just because let they always played one up front. Yeah, we're not going to come in yeah. and dislodge Vardy. Yeah. Are you? But yeah, he's bided his time and obviously been rewarded with his patience. Yeah, he's um, but yeah, I'd also, now. yeah, oh, I totally agree. I'd also like to touch on um the Mar- the Mourinho sacking. And, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, super, the Super League um story. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Firstly, on Mourinho sacking, I think yeah, it was the right decision. Whether I don't know if it was a right, right time necessarily due to them playing in the Carabao Cup final on the weekend. But yeah, I, I, it was inevitable, inevitable, wasn't it? And I'm kind of happy that he's gone because now hopefully uh, Spurs play more free-flowing attacking football and then they won't be very boring to watch. And with the Super League, yeah, it was a shambles and I'm happy that it isn't going forward. And that's, yeah, I don't really want to say much more about it because this, yeah, we could talk for hours about the Super League if we wanted to but yeah I don't want to <laughs> yeah um, I totally echo what you've said I think the um, interesting development from that Mourinho sacking I don't know if you've seen it too but so Jamie there was a, a tweet right James Jamie Redknapp he's sending up he sent a voice note to someone obviously someone you know maybe with inside the club or family member and he okay. was basically set, he was basically saying that the reason why Daniel Levy sat Mourinho now was because that they were in seventh place. And apparently he if if he was to be in sixth, sixth place or fourth place, he would get much more of a of a, a payoff. Oh really? Being in seventh. That's interesting. Yeah. So apparently that that was the reason why. Um, fair enough. which it, it kind of does make sense to be fair. If you if you think about it, from from a monetary point. Yeah. No, it makes sense uh yeah, like in terms of money, but Mm. it's like Mourinho's just such a crafty guy like I would just I would have gave him the Carabao Cup final and then just sacked him after that if he didn't win it because but then maybe Levy didn't want him to win it because then he yeah. he'd like gloat about it and be like oh, I'm that's exactly what I was gonna trophy say. so many years at Spurs whatnot so yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine if he'd like yeah if Spurs had won the Carabao Cup final just shit out their way to yeah, a one nil win. Yeah. You wouldn't have heard the end of it from yeah, Jose. No, you. That's wouldn't. the thing. He, def- <laughs> he definitely did that because of that reason. One hundred percent. Maybe if he'd won the Carabao Cup, there would have been an extra bonus for him, and Levy didn't want probably, to pay him the bonus. Yeah, probably. There's probably a trophy bonus in his contract. Yeah. There? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that was the um the main reason for his sacking. I mean, and also as I'm, I'm sure you know, like a lot of the Spurs players hated him yeah yeah <laughs> yeah sky sports said this morning that um the, the half dispersed players were celebrating when he got sacked <laughs> really <laughs> yeah yeah Deli Ali was definitely saw, uh, yeah leading that party yeah. wasn't he oh 100 that's what i was going to say like um after shortly after the spurs sat Mourinho, like obviously a few of the players like said thanks for whatnot you know yeah yeah enjoyed the 17 months Deli Ali just posted like a 
a happy birthday message to <laughs> to one of his first team oh, really? team members. I can't remember who, but yeah, it's kind of like yeah, just it's, that's kind of like sending a cryptic message in its own yeah, sense, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah, because I um, saw um on Mourinho's Instagram, he was um on his story on his Instagram stories, he was um like reposting people saying thank you and stuff like that, and mm. yeah, there was a few high profile uh, Spurs yeah, players Son and Kane. anything. Son yeah, and Kane did, didn't they? Yeah, they did say something, but like yeah. old railroad, Ali, players yeah. like that. I didn't see anything. You can kind of work out just from the yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw those reposts as well. There's like seven yeah. or eight of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. literally obvious who hated Marina. Yeah, yeah. I think apparently yeah. the French players fell out with him, and then obviously the English lot, yeah, other than Kane. Yeah, but yeah, he's just so divisive, isn't he? Yeah. Like, in my opinion, he's never going to get a job again in the Prem. No way. No, I don't think he will. Not with the money he's asking for either. Like, yeah, if if he if he, if he uh, cut his pay like drastically, then potentially someone might take a punt. But I don't see that happening. So yeah, but, I agree. And then also another thing, yeah, I want to touch on is that so this season, what? Yeah, this season Spurs um they've been trailing six times at, at half time. And they hadn't come back to win on any occasion. And then, bang, Ryan Mason's first caretaker manager, first game in charge against yeah. Southampton and Wednesday night, 1-0 down at half-time, and they come back and win 2-1. Just makes you think. Like, yeah. there, was definitely, there was definitely something not right with players. Under oh, Mourinho. yeah, 100%. Like, Kane was the only person that was consistently playing well, even mm. even how, like, Son had some nice games where he was... um. Yeah. Him and the start of the Kane, season. Yeah, we're linking up at the start of the season. But then in the middle of the season, he wasn't really doing much. So, yeah. Yeah, but. yeah, I think that penalty Son scored uh, the, the other night, I think that was his second goal in 14 or 15 Prem games. Yeah. So he's gone right off the boil. Yeah. Also, um, uh, yeah. quickly, I just want to talk about Kane's two finishes against Everton. Uh, they, they were just typical Kane, weren't they? Um, unbelievable. Classy finishes, yeah. 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 So good. He, he, he's so good, isn't he, Carrie Kane? Like, that's the thing, I just... I just back him to score from any angle yeah. within 25, 30 yards of the box. Yeah. He's, he's definitely one of the best all-time finishers in the Prem. Oh, 100%, he's, yeah. Obviously, we're not old enough to have watched Shearer, but yeah. in in uh, our, our lifetime, I'd say, yes, Kane and Aguero. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, did you see the um, Aguero rumours? I don't think he's going to play for in for the City again, probably in the Prem, but apparently he's joining Barcelona. Yeah, I saw that. Um Typical Barcelona transfer because they love how, yeah. getting older players that are just mm. not good anymore. Like they signed Pjanic, didn't they? They signed um, Arturo Vidal. Yeah, so true. Recently, he's not there anymore. But like their their transfer policy is awful, and they're yeah slowly becoming like a just kind of irrelevant team in in your in the European like landscape, I guess. They're, yeah, they're only um, going downwards. Like they're not really. They have some okay young players, but. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing. So Barcelona, they've got a, a billion euros worth of debt. I mean, if <laughs> yeah. this Aguero rumor is true, how on earth are they affording? Like he's on about two hundred and fifty grand a week. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how. That I just, I just work, don't understand it. Honestly, it's it's just a it's a it's a bad transfer. They they got rid of Suarez, who I'm not sure their age difference, but I'm pretty sure they're around the same age. Like they could have just kept Suarez. There was no and Suarez is doing. They thought, oh, maybe Suarez. He's getting too old now and he's finished, but he's scored, I think, like 20 goals at Atletico Madrid. Yeah, he has. He's doing really well. Like, yeah, their transfer policy is awful. Yeah. I I mean, I also want to, as I just mentioned to you earlier, I want to touch on the the Super League. I I can't believe it. Like, obviously, it's an absolute 
outrage, just disgusting. Yeah, yeah. The whole notion of it. But the thing that rubbed it in for me was that these owners have been having secret meetings for a few years, bad enough, behind the players and managers. Oh, yeah, I know. And then bang, it gets announced, I think it was 4 p.m., 5 p.m. Sunday. (laughs) <laughs> and then poor Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is giving his oh, yeah, pre-match no, interview yeah. and he's getting bombarded with questions from Jeff Jeffrey yeah. and you can just see it in his face he just he's blank and doesn't even know what to say <laughs> it's so wrong of these owners to do that yeah it's awful it's actually disgusting and then the thing that really really annoyed me too and I almost rubbed it in Arsenal fans right? everyone hates Stan Kroenke the guy's a crook <laughs> yeah yeah he's, yeah he's a crook let's, let's, let's put it that way um, yeah and then obviously he uh, wrote a letter the Arsenal fans and then the thing is or supposedly it was him it wasn't even signed in his name it said uh, bought by, uh, from board members uh, that's a joke oh, so you had J.W. Uh, J. Henry the Liverpool owner yeah, who yeah. posted the video uh, but then the Stan, Stan Kroenke he didn't even sign the letter in his name it just shows it wasn't him that wrote that you know mate well yeah I'm sure uh, John Henry's Video was probably like I, I I'm it sure a PR yeah. person scripted it for him. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're all. Uh, you can see he's reading off a screen because uh, he's wearing glasses. And oh, you really? Can and see you can the see reflection. the reflection. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not not yeah. surprising at all. And yeah, it, that's just the way football's going these days. Mm. And rich people are just going to be greedy, aren't they? Is what it is. Don't see why yeah. they need more money, but. Mm. Yeah, I totally is. agree. Um, <laughs> the thing is, like Barcelona and Real Madrid. Are still in this Super League? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, the UEFA president Alexander Sheffrin was saying that oh, they're going to have face large sanctions, but Real Madrid are playing in UEFA Champions League semi final yeah. against Chelsea on Wednesday. So surely he can't allow them to play in that game. I mean, if, I read, if he backs up what he's yeah. been saying, I read yesterday that he, well, he thinks it will be too hard to kick them out. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really hope they do get some punishment though, because yeah. I feel it seems like they will go unpunished. But it's just, yeah. It's a, and the only reason why they'll go unpunished is because of the amount of money they've got. So this is a good example for you. The Wigan last season, right? You get minus twelve points deduction because yeah. this owner from Indonesia who's in place <laughs> in multi-million pound bets on them to go down in the Indonesian market take takes over Wigan and then sends them straight into administration giving them a minus 12 point deduction then they get relegated like I, I mean that, that's that is unbelievable and Luton Town a few years ago when they had all this financial problem they got dot minus 10 points and then started the following season on minus 15 I think it was minus 25 point here in two seasons I mean these big clubs deserve more than that they were going to ruin oh, yeah. English football from top to bottom it's actually a disgrace yeah I mean, I the, the, the government need to step in and you know change the own oh, yeah. regulations yeah, 100%. I don't know if you saw Tifo's video about um, match fixing. Did you watch that video? Yes. Yes, I, I, I did. Yeah. And yeah, they I were just talking about one. how prevalent gambling is in yeah. Asia where the markets aren't really monitored that well. Mm. And yeah, it's crazy about like how often Asian uh, crime syndicates will try and target like lower league English football to get them to, yeah to throw games away or yeah the thing is it's so it's so hard to stop that isn't it because it's just such a uh, a small small case it could be one or two people trying to fix a non-league game it's almost impossible to stop yeah but yeah I mean I mean this this week's really highlighted for me and many other people of course that 
you know, football, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems in terms of ownership and regulations. Um, it's quite sad, really. Uh, you yeah, know, it's, it is. Ever since these US owners, I, I don't mean to pin the blame or anything like that, but it is the, the three no, US owners. The, it's J- definitely the US owners. J- yeah, JW, Henry, Stan Kroenke and the Glazers. Glazers they've tried yeah. to monopolise English football like they've done with baseball and the NFL. Yeah. Like Stan Kroenke, for example, he owns the... The, the, the now LA Rams they obviously used to be the St. Louis Rams yeah and he moved them away. Yeah. yeah he moved them like if he had his own way he would probably do that with Arsenal you yeah know? He, 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 I, I, don't, I don't rule anything out with that guy it's sad like how they think they can just come into you know our country and then ruin yeah. try and ruin and cause a contempt for our, our, our beautiful game you know that's all we got time for this episode Thank you for listening. We hope you have a good game week and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.